the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for tuning in today. In the beginning, God gave us the perfect prescription for a well-balanced marriage. Then came Satan, and the rest, as they say, is history. Be encouraged. God's word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. God has always done his part. We need to get back to doing our part. Listen with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us. We're going to continue this series, this marriage series, uh, God's Prescription uh, for Sustaining a Healthy, Well-Balanced Marriage. God's Prescription for Sustaining a Healthy, Well-Balanced Marriage. I'm going to start off with a few review points and then we're going to move forward from there. But I'd like to open up by saying marriage is a sacred institution. It is God created, God engendered. It was originated by God. It was his idea. It's his design in the beginning of creation. Marriage has always been valuable to God. And because it is valuable to God, we should value that holy, sacred institution of marriage and make it priority to us as well. Satan is making an all-out attack against the institution of marriage. He hates marriages. He hates husbands. He hates wives. He hates children. He hates grandchildren. He seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to disseminate the marriage. If we desire to see our marriages go to distance, Till death do us part. It is critical that we follow God's prescription for sustaining a healthy, well-balanced marriage to the glory of God. We need to be serious about those things that God is serious about. We need to reverence those things that God reverence. We must not take the institution of marriage lightly and neither must we take it for granted. God's prescription for a healthy, well-balanced marriage What are some of the prescriptions? Number one, never forget that your spouse is a gift from God to you. Your spouse is a gift from God to you. That needs to sink in your spirit. Your spouse, your husband, your wife is a gift from the Lord to you. How are you treating God's gift Are you treating your spouse with tender, loving care? Or are you mistreating your spouse? Are you abusing your spouse? Are you neglecting your husband? Are you neglecting the gift that God has given you? I believe if we keep in mind our spouse is a gift from God that we actually pray for, we will treasure our spouse. We will cherish our spouse. And even more, we will Thank God for our spouse. 
Genesis chapter 2, verses 21 through 22 says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in his place. Then the rib which the Lord had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. Look, he brought Eve to Adam. That's a gift. That's a gift. Your spouse is a gift to you. You don't shut down your, your, your gift. You don't talk down your gift. You value the gift. Your spouse is a gift from God to you. And we're going to one day give an account to God as to how we treated the precious gift that God has put in our own lives. Secondly, stop blaming your spouse for problems in your marriage and ask yourself, how am I contributing to the issues in my marriage? Usually in most marriages, it's always the other person. It's my husband. It's my wife. Using counseling session, they come in with a whole list of things that the husband did. A whole list of things that the wives did. It's not, it's not what I did. It's what she did or what he did. Genesis 3.12 says, then the man, Adam, said, the woman whom you gave to be with me. He blamed God uh, for, for, his, for his own sin. She gave me of the tree. Then he blames Eve. He doesn't blame himself. Is everybody's problem but his? So blame is nothing new. It goes all the way back to the garden. Believe me, there is enough blame to go around when marriages fall apart. In counseling sessions, I hear very few couples who accept responsibility and say, I am to blame for the condition of my marriage. I'm to blame. Blaming each other serves absolutely no purpose and does not resolve anything. So why take comfort in doing it? Identify the issues in your marriage and then ask the Lord to help you resolve them for the betterment of your marriage and to the glory of Almighty God. Should you need help, by all means, uh, do so by seeking a spiritually mature, confidential person who has your best interests, who is spiritual, who is confidential, and refuse to let your marriage continue to struggle. You don't let your car uh, continue to struggle if it's not performing well. You don't let it run hot. You say, well, I'm going to drive 50 more miles and I, after I do this and that. No, you give it immediate attention or you call the wrecker and you get it addressed. When those little red lights start blinking and coming on, all of a sudden you get very, very concerned. And you got all these lights blinking in your marriage and you're ignoring all the signs. And God's saying, will you pay attention, please? Thirdly. If marriages are going to withstand the test of time and go to distance, then we must be mindful that 1 Corinthians 13, 7b says, love endures all things. Love endures all things. Your love for Christ and each other are crucial if you're going to endure through life's trials and challenges. It endures all things. Anybody can quit. It takes courage to keep on keeping on. We're called to persevere. There's nothing easy about being married. You're two imperfect people coming together with your own shortcomings, your own faults. Two sinners getting married in need of a redeemer. Amen. 
And so we need the Lord if we're going to uh, endure. We need to look to the Lord if we're going to endure. We need to entrench our marriages in the word of God if we're going to endure. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit if we're going to endure. Your love for Christ and each other are crucial if you're going to endure through life's trials and challenges. True, agape, selfless, sacrificial love is not based on performance. Your marriages can't be based on uh, expectations. Uh, your spouse cannot fulfill you. Jesus is to be the center of your joy. It is Jesus who does the fulfilling. It is Jesus who brings total contentment. My friend, your spouse cannot bring you joy and contentment. Those are unrealistic expectations that only God can bring. Only Christ can do that. Also, there is no such thing as a problem-free marriage. A Christ-centered marriage endures through marital conflicts. Marital conflicts are inevitable. Uh, a Christ-centered marriage endured through hurts. There is not a married person in this room who's, who's not been hurt by their spouse. There'll be some goals you've tried to reach that you missed the mark, but you keep trying. There will be some financial struggles, and then God will bring you through as you surrender your finances uh, under his divine management. As you surrender your finances under his divine management, he, he, he elevates your finances out of those struggles. He helps us through those health issues. He helps us through conflicts with relatives. Sometimes it's not the husband-wife conflicts, it's with the in-laws. Or it's with the cousins and the nephews and the uncles and his other folk that's intruding into your marital relationship. But you, but you, you have to endure. You have to endure through uh, rebellious children. You, you can have a great marriage, but you have troubled children. And your children test your marriage to the 10th degree. And you have to keep on praying. Keep on praying. And you may not see the results in your lifetime. The, what you've been praying for may come to fruition after you close your eyes and go to, to be with the Lord. You keep praying for that child. There are children who are on drugs. There are children who are on all kinds of medicines. There are children who are sick, crisis of health. There are, there are children who are wayward. There are children who are radicals. And then there are obedient children. Your children can be going doing well today, but tomorrow they uh, go AWOL. Because marriage is a covenant relationship with God, every effort is to be made to preserve it for as long as we both shall live. As Pastor Rander is showing us in today's message, we must do our share to energize our marriage. Think well of each other. Prayerfully leave it to God to change what needs to be changed in our spouse. Be selfless, not selfish. Be humble toward each other. Forgive each other. Be determined to have a Christ-centered marriage and be filled with the Holy Spirit in all things. You have to endure through separation, through job commitments. This is a military town and sometimes one of the spouses in the military have to go away for six months, go away from a year, and the other one have to stay home and take care of the children. And sometimes both parents have to go and somebody else have to take, to, take care of the children. You love each other, but, but, but circumstances have separated you. But yet you endure and you learn to work it out and you keep in touch. 
And there are times of separation. Some of you who who've been in military a long time realize that when there was separation uh, because of military responsibilities, you didn't have the Internet. You didn't have the email. You didn't have uh, the, the, these visual things. What do you call these things you can look at and you can see people? Uh, Skype. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have the Skype and all these things. You All you do is write letters and talk on the phone if you had one years and years ago. But now you have all these means if you are even separated now. But there was a time we didn't have any of these things. And the marriages stayed together even though they had to, the couples had to be separated because of circumstances beyond their control. Your marriage have to be have to endure through betrayal and addictions. The addictions in the marriage uh, endure through annoyances. Every every marriage have those little things that just get on the nerves of the spouse. Y'all laughing because you know what I'm talking about. It could be snoring. It could be snoring. You know, you have to get some more plugs. You know, uh, it could it could be it could, it could be that he, he's always taking the last piece. You know, when I look for it, it's, it's eating up. <laughs> you know, he didn't say no sacrificial love for that last piece of pie. <laughs> <laughs> negativity some people are so habitually negative until they can't stop being negative it, it has negativity has enveloped them and it has defined who they are they, they always have a way of finding the negative perspective about their spouse and it wears the marriage down some, some, some spouses stress their, their spouse out because they can't remember things and they, they can't bring things home. They just can't get it right. And they, they just annoys them. You know, you just you, you can just you, you, you can predict it with 100 percent accuracy. You know, you just stress you out and then one setback and another setback. Love endures through all of these things in marriage. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Satan will test your marriage. That's what he does. He knows he's going to the lake of fire. He's just trying to mess up everything on his way to it. Fourthly, uh, never, here's a new insight. Now, never compare your spouse with anyone else. Never compare your husband or your wife. How come your muscles don't look like that? <laughs> well, God didn't make me that way. How come you don't have half? Well, I had that much when, I, when you married me, whatever. But, uh, well, come on now. Uh, stop. I, want, I, I wish you could look like that. Don't compare your spouse with others. Psalms 139.14 says, I will praise you. You praise God for the spouse he has given you. He's got a pot belly. Praise him. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. You got them slim and gym, slim gym dudes, but man, you can't trust them. <laughs> you can't trust them. It says, "For I am fearfully and wonderfully made." It is. It's not being cute or handsome. It's about having substance. <laughs> yeah, man. You got somebody pretty, but you can't trust them. You, you can't count them. You can't get them. They're not dependable. 
They're not trustworthy. They ain't cute. They handsome. Now, you gotta watch them. <laughs> I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God did a wonderful thing when he created you, you. And that my soul knows very well. When God created you, he said, it's very good. It's very good. It's very good. Don't, 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 let, don't you let the world redefine you. You know who you are and whose you are. Hold your head up high and realize you're a child of the king. That's right. Beauty is fading. That's right. Hair is thinning. That's right. The mind will slip. The things you can do, things you used to do 20 years ago, you can't do today. And if you try to do it, you break bones and pull all kinds of muscles. Stop pretending you young when you're young. I love my wife just the way she is. I'm not going to compare her with anybody else. You cannot edify your spouse by comparing them to those who appear to have it all together. Yeah, I wish I could just labor that. I'm trying to move on. Look, everything that glitters is not gold. And some of y'all will leave y'all spouse. And, and, and jump the fence for that other person that you think got a little bit more money, a little bit more looks, a little bit more uh, looking car, little stuff, and this and that. And you land, it's not even grass, it's astroturf. It's not even a real deal. You don't know what you get till you get what you got. Be thankful for what you have. And, 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 and bring some qualities in them. That's right. That's right. Shoot for the stars. You cannot edify your spouse by comparing them to those who appear to have it all together. Allow them to be who God created them to be. I mean, you can't mold your spouse into something you want them to be. You're not God. Listen, if you want your spouse to be exactly like you, then one of you is unnecessary. <laughs> there ought to be some differences. You need to learn to appreciate the differences in each other. You're going to come from different perspectives. That's healthy. It makes you think. You need to hear other points of view. Oh, God. Allow them to be who God created them to be and simply enjoy your spouse for who they really are. That's none like him. That's none like her. That's right. Accept it. Accept him. Accept her. And, and, and you know what? You got to. Because this is what the word said. It settles you down when you remove your expectations out the way. 
and you try to run this man down, run this man down, and you want him to do this, one of them, and all of a sudden you get sick, and he's got to help you. And you've been running him down, and that's the very man. And now you feel a sense of guilt because now you've got to help you got to help your wife or vice versa. Your wife got to help you. You, 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 you. Can't do this. Can't do that. Can't do that. And now you sick and she's helping you. And she's taking you to the hospital and she's doing this and cooking and setting up and making sure, dressing you and all of that. Pushing the wheelchair and doing all these things. You know what? Stop being so picky. Stop having such a high criteria. You know, just will it there like you all that. But you ain't all that. You enjoy your spouse for who they really are. You may put those expectations on them, but you don't know how you're going to need him or her in the future. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you do. You will reap what you sow. You don't know what's coming your way. And you don't know how you're going to need your spouse. Don't, don't be hard. Don't be hard to love. Some, some folk are hard to love. You try and believe it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. There are some unknown. So, 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 so never compare your spouse with anyone else. There are some unknowns you do not know about the private lives of those who appear to have it all together. Boy, if you could just know what you don't know. Ooh, you run back to that wife. You run back to that husband. You ain't. I'm going to keep what I got. Oh my! You know what you should do? This I, I can't even go no far. I wish I could go to the next one, but I can't. But, but let me let me end with this. Ask the Lord to reveal the beauty. I'm still on this. Never compare. Now I'm down to another point. This is still never compare your smile with anyone else. Ask the Lord to reveal the beauty in your spouse. There's something beautiful about them. I don't see nothing. <laughs> because you haven't asked the Lord to reveal it. And you don't see nothing. I got to ask you, what are you really looking for? Me, you looking for the wrong thing. I don't see nothing. You know? There's something beautiful in your spouse. Ask God to show you the good in your spouse. There are some qualities in your spouse that's, that's good, noteworthy, and God will unveil that to you as you walk with God and ask him to reveal it. Ask God to reveal to you the value in your spouse. What's valuable about my spouse? What is it? What is it? And God will be, begin to bring things to surface, bring things to light. And you'll say, my God, 
you're so good. You're helping me to see the unseen. And you're helping me through this to love my spouse more in a way that I've never done before. So, so Lord, help me to be satisfied with you. So it really goes back to being satisfied with your relationship with the Lord. Because when you get satisfied with your relationship with the Lord, you know what? God, all of a sudden, you, you get satisfied with your spouse. The walls will come tumbling down. And you can smile again. You can settle down. And realize that God has it all in control. And all God's children say it. Amen. And Father, we thank you for this message. We realize that there's always somebody prettier. There will always be somebody with more money. There will always be somebody with a better car. There will always be somebody with better personality and charisma. There will always be somebody with more power, position, and influence. Help me to be satisfied with Jesus. And when I'm content with Christ, I'll be content with who you gave me as a spouse, as a husband, as a wife. Help us now to serve beauty. And our spouse, the loveliness, the uniqueness. Help us to see what we have been able to see because we've been too selfish to see. We've been blinded by our own demands, by our own criticisms, and our own expectations. And his fleshly thinking. Lord, revive our marriage. Then, Lord, for those who are single here today, let them be ever so aware that they are married to you. And you're the perfect God of the universe. Help singles to enjoy their singleness without pressure from people who say you're not married yet. Help them not to be busybodies. Help them to glorify God in their singleness to be useful, to be productive, to be helpful, to make a difference in a child's life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.